The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Yes, go ahead and give God thanks. Give God praise for His goodness and His mercies. God is faithful. We we'll always trust in Him. Hallelujah. I think we should take one more song. Yeah. You move mountains. Has God been moving mountains on your behalf? So I want you to sing it like you mean it this morning. Hallelujah. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall. And with your power, you perform. you made the way. Therefore, we want to say thank you, Spirit of the living God. Thank you, internal rock of ages. Receive our thanks this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, fragrance of life. May God bless you richly in Jesus' name. Good morning, church. 
Congratulations for the 50 days of fast. Yay, it's over. Hallelujah. Are we excited? Many of us have already started seeing, you know, divine, supernatural turn around in our lives. And I'm so confident that more of us will see. We are going to see more of his glory in the name of Jesus. So, today's service is Thanksgiving service. So, we are going to dance. We are going to praise the Lord. We are going to worship him. We are going to thank him. So, put on your dancing shoes. Amen. Amen. So, today, my topic for today is give thanks. Very simple. Give thanks. And the anchor scripture is taken from the book of Psalm 136, verse 1, that says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercies endures forever. Let's just lift off a word of prayers before I start. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you because your word is true. I thank you because your word is real. I thank you because your word is sure. For the foundation of your world stands sure, having the seal that cannot be broken. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Lord, even as we go into your world today, we are asking that the light of your world will illuminate our minds, we, we touch us, we illuminate our spirits, our hearts, our souls for you in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we desire that you speak to us. Please speak to us, Lord. And we are asking, oh Lord, that you use me this morning. I'm asking my father that you use me, even as a vessel to minister life to your people, that at the end of today, our lives will be transformed, and your name and your name alone will be glorified. Receive all our thanks, receive all our praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, many people have different reasons for either giving thanks to God or for not giving thanks to God. But I start by saying that just like so many people have reasons for not giving thanks to God, you always have the reason. On the, on the flip side, there's always a reason for us to give thanks to God. So anyone you believe is what is going to happen for you. Anyone you believe, you want to believe, um, you, you want to not give thanks or you want to give thanks, whatsoever you believe is going to multiply. Because the lazity that you permit will always multiply. And you know what? Loving God and appreciating God, thanking God starts from you, appreciating the things that God has done in your life. Therefore, I want you to take a deeper look at yourself today. Begin to appreciate God for all the things that you have done. There's this songwriter uh, that says, I think it's a hymn, you know, it's a hymn that says, count your blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And you know, Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his holy name. So what this scripture is saying invariably is that there is a procedure in giving, you know, getting through to God. God always has a pro procedure and that procedure is thanksgiving. You cannot approach God's throne with murmuring and complaining or feeling sad. That is why in the book of Psalm 100, and, uh, Psalm 100 verse 2, it says, Come before his presence with singing and serve the Lord with gladness. So also we cannot, you know, tie our gratitude to only the things that God has done for us or the things that God has not done for us. Therefore, you know, get up this morning, shake up yourself from the ashes 
and begin to praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. Begin to serve the Lord with gladness because God is said to do amazing things for us in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, in that Psalm 100, um, Psalm 100 verse 4 that we read, it also means that, you know, for you to be able to come into the court, he said, because come into his presence with thanksgiving, into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. For you to be able to enter into his courts, you have to pass through gates. You know, you have to pass through gates. He said, come into his courts, his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. And if there are gates, invariably it means that there are keys. Amen? And the truth of the matter or the interesting thing is that the kingdom of God is operated with keys. It's operated by keys. And I repeat, the kingdom of God is operated by keys. You know, that is why the Bible says in the book of, um, um, that is why God told Peter in the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 19, he says, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. And whatsoever you bind here on earth is bind in heaven. So, if you must function well as a believer, as a believer, if you must function well and begin to assess the things that God has given to us, you know, we need those keys. Amen. We need the keys to be able to assess all those things that God has promised us for our divine turnaround. And today, I'm very positive that you are going to live here with those keys in the name of Jesus. If you are living here with your own keys, shout hallelujah. You know, now in the physical... You cannot assess a door without a key. Wrong or right? Right? That's not true. It's not true. Because some people can enter a door, you know. Well, let me talk about physical. You know, spiritually, I'm sure black magic, people disappear. <laughs> you know, but I'm talking about physically. Physically, you cannot enter a door without a key. You cannot use your car keys to enter a door. You may have a key in your hand, right? Maybe you have a car key. Can you open the door? No, you cannot open the door. Which means for every door, there are specific keys. You know, we have to use the right keys for the right doors. So we cannot, you know, use the car key, for instance, to open, you know, your, your house. So it's possible for you to have a key this morning in your hands, but you will not be able to assess the doors that you need to assess at a particular time. So in the same vein, in an attempt to come into God's presence, you know, we have to use the right keys. And that scripture that we said, that we read said, come into his presence with thanksgiving. So that is one of the keys. The keys to be able to assess God's presence this morning is thanksgiving. Some of, some of us, you know, come to God with prayers and we are... Uh, supposed to be thanking God. So we come with the keys of prayers. When in effect, we are supposed to be thanking God. Some of us, we come with requests when we are supposed to be praying. Not that you don't have the key in your hand, but you have the wrong key because you are requesting when you are supposed to be praising the Lord. Or some of us even come to the Lord not even having any keys at all. That's why I was asking, is it possible to come, you know, to enter a door without keys? Yeah, it's very possible. But the only possibility is that you have to break that door, right? For you to, you may not have a physical key, but to assess that door, you will break it. Likewise, um, if you have to come into the presence of God without a key, you know, it's going to take you effort because you are going to break down that door. So it will take you effort, it's going to take you time, it's going to take you energy. And you know, um, if you recall about the um the children of Israel, 
The Bible says that they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. That was an exercise that was supposed to be for 40 days. Why? Because they had a key. But the key that they had was a key of murmuring and grumbling, you know, so they were not able to assess the things that God has in store for them. The truth is that a giant door spiritually, you know, is as a mercy of just a little key. So there are some things that you may be able to assess, a big door, but you just need that little key. And that key is the key of thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. And you know that was because the children of Israel were grumbling in the book of Numbers chapter 11 verse 1. The Bible says that God was displeased. I'm going to read it. It said, now, when the, children, when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it and his anger was aroused. And the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some, of, some in the outskirts of the camp. May the anger of the Lord not burn against us in the name of Jesus. So when you don't show gratitude as a believer, God will be displeased. And I pray that, you know, God's anger will not burn any one of us in the name of Jesus. Because when the Lord is displeased with you, you open yourself for attacks. You know, you open yourself to danger. And that's why you see that so many people, you know, they are being attacked. So many people things that they should have done easily. They are not able to do They do it with a lot of struggle because we are not grateful. We, are, we don't appreciate God. There's a lot of struggle. Some people financially, they are struggling. Some people, they are, they are, their homes are in crisis because they've not learned the principle of appreciating God and giving God gratitude. May God help us in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm sure if you hear about the children of Israel, how the moment, you know, at times when I read the scriptures and I read about the children of Israel, I'll just say, ah, ah these people, they, they are so troublesome. You know, they murmur a lot. God will do this. God will bring manna, they will still murmur. God will give them quiz, they will murmur. You know, and for a split second, I just felt to myself that it's not only the children of Israel. We do it on a daily basis. A number of us, we are very quick to point accusing fingers. I'm sure when we are talking about murmuring, complaining, and grumbling, you just think, no, it's not me. It's the children of Israel. But how about those of us who just came from Africa? And maybe when you were in Africa, you were living in a very big house. And all of a sudden, you, are, you find yourself in the basement. I'm sure you'll just be saying that, oh, I don't blame these Canada people. I wish they know the kind of place I was coming from. At times, you may not verbalize it, but your attitude speaks about that. Or maybe your husband is just telling, your wife is telling you, please, honey, can you help me in the kitchen? You say to yourself, ah, I wish I was in Nigeria. I had three houses. Now, this woman is telling me to, you know, the truth is that by, by, when I was coming to Canada, my husband told me that the only condition that I'm going to follow you to Canada is so you don't tell me to go to the kitchen to do anything. I'm not going to be washing plates or cleaning. <laughs> I said, don't worry. I give you that assurance. Your children are big now. They are grown up. <laughs> but that, is not, that does not mean that he doesn't do it. But now it's not as if it's a compulsion. It's not as if somebody is telling him to do it. Amen. So, you know, in our attitude, we show ingratitude. We murmur and, and we are quick to pointing accusing fingers that, no, this is not me. Our attitude speaks about, you know, the fact that God is not good. But can we just be grateful to, to the fact that we are alive? So, you know, when Sister Yaba was giving that testimony about the woman who spent $15,000 just for one IVF, some of us, we have children. 
And we are just, every, maybe your child is just misbehaving. And you are just saying, oh God, why are you giving me this kind of child that is misbehaving? Think about people who do not even have, who have to spend 15000 just for one IVF. And they did like twelve. So you can count that to get it. A number, some of us have just maybe a particular sex. And we are saying, God, why didn't you give me this other sex? Can you just think of the fact that God has been so faithful to you? So if we are saying that all those things are not the way that we should give thanks to God. So what, are the, what should we do? What, what is the proper way? How should we give God thanks? How should we give God thanks? There are many ways we can give thanks to God. First and foremost, thanking God. Your thanksgiving can only be acceptable if it is coming from a heart of gratitude, a sincere heart. Are we sincere? Is our heart pure? Is our heart, you know, pure towards God? Matthew chapter 15 verse 8 says, These people draw near to me with their mouth, but honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. A number of us, our hearts, the way we, we, we are not grateful in our hearts. Even when we say it with our lips, oh, thank you, Jesus, thank you. It's our heart. Do we, are we really thankful? So one of the ways is that it has to come from a heart of gratitude. Amen. Secondly, it must be verbalized. Here, when we talk about it must be verbalized, we are talking about using words to thank God for all the things that he has done for us, for his goodness, for his kindness towards our lives, towards the lives of our families, for our jobs, you know, for letting, you know, uh, we have to let God know that we really appreciate him. And this is by the, the things that we say, you know. The Bible talks about in Psalm chapter 92 verse 1. It says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning. So bring words to God. Just tell God, Lord, you know what? It, you are a good God. It is good to thank you. And this morning, I've just come to thank you. This afternoon, I've just come to appreciate you. Psalm, Psalm 136 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. That's our anchor scriptures. For he is good. For his mercies and just forever. You can just say, Father, I just thank you for your mercies. Your mercies have just been so bountiful on my behalf, on behalf of my family members. Bring words to him. Don't keep quiet and say, you know, Sarah, uh, you know, uh, Hannah was praying and, it was, and the, the words were not coming out. So me, I'm going to be verbalize it. Let go. Tell God that, you know, you know it's just like when you're in a relationship, in, you know, you, some people will say, oh, some men will say, you know what? I, this woman, I, I love her. I love her. But I, I, buy, I buy flowers for her. I buy a car for her. And the woman is like, I want to hear it. I want you to just tell me that I love you. You say, but you know now. No, verbalize it. Let that person know. <laughs> Let that person know that you love that person. Even much more. If we human beings, much more our father. He wants to hear us. He wants to hear those love words from us. He wants to hear us say, Lord, I just love you for who you are this morning. Psalm 92 verse 15 says, to declare the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Just say, Father, you know what? You are the best God. You are just the righteous God. There is no unrighteousness with you. There is no, you know, wickedness in you. You are just so perfect. Just begin to tell God of all his goodness about, you know, in, uh, that he has done for you. 
There are many other scriptures that you can use to verbalize the things that God has done for you. Or even if you don't use scriptures, come with your own words. Just say, Father, I thank you for sparing my life during the COVID. A number of us, we had a lot of, um, uh, what's it called now? A lot of um, 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 medical personnel, you know, in the church here, you know. And during the COVID, we didn't experience any death. Isn't it something to just give God thanks about? I'm sure when you were working, you saw a number of doctors dying, some nurses dying, and yet it didn't come near you. So just tell God that, Lord, you know what? I just thank you. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my husband. Even if you think that that husband is the worst man, just appreciate God. Even if you think that that wife is the worst wife, just appreciate God because it could be worse. You know, so just come with your own words. Tell Jesus how you love him. Tell him about the, the way he has protected you during the snow. You, I, you just say, Father, you know what? I saw, there was a day during the snow, I literally saw a car skidding off the way. And even my car tried to like skid out of the way like almost three times. There was a particular day, two times actually that day. And... No accident. There are people who fell during the, the snow, and yet, you know, they had, um, they broke their legs. But a sister came to give a testimony here of how she fell, and nothing broken, nothing missing. So just come with words. I don't know about you. For me, what I have decided to do, I have decided to, you know, program my phone. My phone rings every time to, to remind me that I just need to give God thanks. So you may need to do that. I used to, I put my phone for everyone. Ah, I just say, Lord, just to remind me, Father, I just want to thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for good health. Thank you for sound mind. Thank you for your faithfulness. And thank you for your message. Another way that you can, you know, um, give thanks to God is by your action. You know, so uh, to add weight to your words, your praise must find expression. There is this popular saying that, uh, that action speaks louder than voice. So much more than your uh, verbalizing it, your, the words that you are saying about God, you need to put action to it. Your action must show that you love God. And Psalm 92, 2 to 3 says, So declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night on instruments of ten strings, on the flute, on the harp, with harmonious sound. So that speaks about you doing something physically on, you know, instruments. Psalm 150 verse 4 says, Praise him with the trimbled, Praise him with the dance. Praise him with the string instruments and flute. Let everything that has bread praise the Lord. This, all, all these things speaks about a physical expression. You know, you need to express to God that you love him. You know, a number of us, we come to church when they are praising God. You know, we are just looking. We are just so lackadaisic. We are doing, uh, you know, we are trying to be very, very psychedelic. You know, there was a day. <laughs> so when people are worshiping God, you are just there. You want to show. You cannot come to the presence of God and pose. I beg your pardon. There was a day I was watching a, a, a television program of uh, a very influential man back home in Africa. He went for a program with his wife. And in that, it was a church program. And in that program, you could literally see him dancing. And the wife stood and was like this. I was like, really? 
in the presence of God. So what am I trying to say? You can't just pause in God's presence. When you come to the presence of God, it's a time for you to dance. It's a time for you to appreciate God, to be grateful. You have to have an attitude of gratitude. Amen? You have to humble yourself. The Bible says, humble yourself in his mighty hands and he will lift you up in due course. Amen. So, another way that we have to praise God is thanking God and giving a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Psalm 50 verse 23 says, those who sacrifice thanks offering honor me. I'm, I'm reading from the NIV version. and prepares the way so that I will show him the salvation of the Lord. This method is so challenging. A lot of believers, you know, we, we, we really don't uh, you know, praise God with our totality. Yeah, we come to church, we dance, we come to church, we verbalize it, we give our thanks. But when it comes to a sacrifice of thanksgiving, there is a difference. Sacrifice of thanksgiving is not just about you coming to dance in church. No. There are people who come to church and they dance, but their hearts are so bitter about what God did for them or what God did not do. It's not just about you coming to give an offering. No. There are people who come to, who give an offering just because, you know what, ah, I just have to give this offering. No, when it's offering time, if I don't get up now, they will know I'm not giving offering. Every other person is coming out. Offering time, blessing time, they are dancing out. And if I sit down, so you are giving it out of compulsion. No, but a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You know, we cost you something. That is the difference. A sacrifice of thanksgiving involves you denying yourself. In a sacrifice of thanksgiving, you give when it is not convenient for you. That is the difference. In a sacrifice of thanksgiving, you give when things are not going on well. In a sacrifice of thanksgiving, even when you just lost your job, you still come and give God thanks. In the sacrifice of thanksgiving, even when you are sick in your body, you still give God thanks. In the sacrifice of thanksgiving, even when your immigration papers is not complete, it's not right in place, you are still going to give God thanks. You know, in the sacrifice of thanksgiving, even when you don't feel like coming to church, you just push yourself and say, you know what, I just have to come. That is the sacrifice of thanksgiving. In the sacrifice of thanksgiving, even when you eventually find yourself in church and you don't feel like just praising God, your mood is not telling that you praise God. But you say, you know what? Because I am giving a sacrifice to my father, I just have to praise the Lord. That is a sacrifice of thanksgiving. In effect, a sacrifice of thanksgiving involves your entire being, your totality, your body, your soul, and your spirit. That is the difference between the sacrifice of thanksgiving and you just coming to church to give thanks, you just coming to church to verbalize it. You must do something that costs you something. This was the kind of sacrifice that Job gave in the book of Job chapter 13 verse 15. When he said, though he slays me, yet I will trust him. Why was he so confident that I'm still going to give God thanks despite the fact that he, he, he slays me? Because in verse 18, verse 18 says that I know that after everything, I will be justified. Hallelujah. In chapter 19 of that same Job verse 25, he says, I know that my Redeemer liveth. That is a sacrifice of thanksgiving. This kind of thanksgiving can, you know, um, 
uh, can be used as an instrument of warfare. That is the type of thanksgiving that you can use as an instrument of warfare. That's the kind of thanksgiving that you begin to sing without you having to fight. You holding your peace and God fighting on your behalf and discomfiting your enemies. That is the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And the Bible says in the book of Psalm 149 verse 6, it says, the psalmist says, Let the high praises of God be in my mouth and a two-edged sword in my hand. That is the sacrifice of thanksgiving. He puts a two-edged sword in your mouth and he puts, you know, a sword and he puts uh, praise in your mouth. So thanking God in negative circumstances shows that you are acknowledging God as the supreme and the only God who is in control of everything. So I don't know the circumstances and the situations that you are passing through right now. But I want you to know that the only way for you to prove that God, you are still in control, you are the supreme being, is in your attitude of gratitude. So what happens when you give a sacrifice of praise to the Lord? Some, that Psalm 50 verse 23 that we read says, Those who sacrifice thanksgiving honors me, prepares the way. So that I will show him the salvation of the Lord. So I'm going to talk on three things today. First one is whoever offers a sacrifice honors me. Secondly, prepares the way. And God, thirdly, will show him his salvation. That scripture says, starts by saying, whoever offers a sacrifice to me. This morning, God is giving us a challenge. He said, whoever. That means that it could be you, it could be me. Whoever will give the sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. God is saying that I am honored when your action gives me praise. Amen? When by your action and when you are willing to thank God, despite your challenges, God is saying that I am honored. God feels so honored when you give him sacrificially. When you give him thanks sacrificially, he feels honored. So what happens when a king is honored? When a king is honored, he can do anything for you. You know, he can even tell you that up to the half of my kingdom, I give it to you. Recall uh, in the book of Matthew chapter 14 verse 6 about John the Baptist. The Bible talks about Herod because he was honored. He was happy. You know, um, um, Herod has done so much. You know, the daughter of Herod has done so much that the, the king felt so honored. He felt so elated. He felt so happy that he said, you know what? Just ask me anything. And of course, he asked for the head of John the Baptist. If earthly and mere men can go to that extent of saying, ask me of anything, how much more our heavenly father when you honor him? So... And in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30b, he says, and when you, when you honor God, he will honor you too. That's what he, he says that those, he says, those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me, I will likely esteem. Do you honor God in your giving? Some of us, we just give to God as if he's a beggar. Do you honor God in your life, in your lifestyle? How do you live your life? God is not a beggar. 
The Bible says that if he's hungry, he will not even tell us because a cattle upon a thousand hills belong to God. So when you come to offer praise to God, when you come to give your thanks to God, do it with reverence unto the Lord, knowing that he's the one that gives you the power, the ability even to make that worth. May God help us in the name of Jesus. So secondly, what happens when you offer things sacrificially? It says you prepare a way for God. You prepare a way for God. The truth is that God always wants to move in the midst of his people. He always wants to show himself strong and mighty on their behalf. But before God moves, he wants to see a way that he can move. And God is saying that he prepares a way. Which means for God to be able to move on your behalf and on my behalf, you got to prepare a way for God. DIY, do it yourself. Thank God we are all in Canada. We do things ourselves, so it's easy to understand. And the truth is that God moves in a highway, not in a pathway. That is why in the book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3, it says, The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make straight his path in the, in the desert, a highway for our God. He doesn't move in the pathway. He moves in the highway. And you are the one that will prepare that highway. Also, you remember that when John the Baptist, you know, came, his message to the people in the book of Mark chapter 1 verse 3, he says, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight his way. Make straight his paths. So you are the one to prepare. Don't wait for God to prepare the way for you. Brethren, as we praise God in this service today, God is waiting to move on your behalf. God is waiting to show himself strong on the behalf of somebody here today. God is waiting to transform our lives, to turn our lives around and give us that desired miracle for somebody in the name of Jesus. If you are that person, shout hallelujah. But before God moves, you got to prepare that way for the Lord to move on your behalf this morning. Are there people who will prepare a way for the Lord this morning? You are preparing a way of thanksgiving. You are preparing a way to tell God, Lord, I love you despite my challenges, despite all the negative things that has happened to me, I still love you. How do I prepare a way for God to bless me? In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9 says that the eyes of the Lord run so and fro the head, looking for those who are perfect, so that he can so show himself strong and mighty on their behalf. One of the ways that you can prepare a way for the Lord is for you to live a holy life. Because the eyes of the Lord is running to and fro. Remember we are saying that there is a, God wants to do something. He wants to move. You get to prepare that way. But how are you going to prepare that way? It's for you to live holy. Because the eyes of the Lord is looking, is going around, looking for those who are holy, who are pure, to make himself strong and mighty on their behalf. In Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13, God has a purer eyes than to behold iniquity. You cannot add God to sin. It doesn't work that way. You cannot. It's not possible to add God to iniquity, to add God to adultery, to add God to fornication. No. It's not possible. You cannot add God to lying. You cannot add God to cheating. God has a purer eye, but to behold iniquity. They do not go together. 
So we have to change our ways. And it's for your own good. And the truth is that it's not God that will do that. You have to do it by yourself. And God is going to enable you. How do you do it by yourself? We are hearing, you have to do it, I have to do it by myself. How do I do it by myself? By presenting myself to the Lord. By presenting myself to the Lord. You have to present yourself to God. You have to ask him to help you. In the book of Exodus chapter 34, 2 to 3. Exodus 34, 2 to 3 says, And be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning unto Mount Sinai, and present yourself there to me in the top of the mountain. And no man shall come with you, neither let any man be seen throughout the mount. Neither let the flocks, not even your heads, not even your dog. For those of you who love dogs, who love pets, not even any of them should come to the mountain. And this morning, we are in Mount Sinai. Because the Bible says that upon Mount Sinai, there shall be what? Deliverance. There shall be holiness. And the household of Jacob shall possess their possession. Hallelujah. This morning, you are possessing your possession in the name of Jesus. Everything that the Lord has spoken about you and promised, you are receiving it in the name of Jesus. And nothing can stop it in Jesus' name. Today, God is calling us to holiness and righteousness so that we can possess our possession. And God said, you cannot come. If you need to present yourself, you cannot come with any other person. You can't. This morning, God is saying, just present yourself. Don't come asking God for any, no excuses. Prepare yourself. And you need to be sincere with God. Don't call this Call a spade a spade when you are talking to God. Don't say, Father, this is an agricultural shovel. Don't call a spade an agricultural shovel. Call it a spade. And say, Father, you know what? I have goofed. <laughs> yeah. Don't give any excuses and say, Father, you know why I slept with that woman? It's because the husband traveled out of town. Or you know why I slept with that man? Because he gave me... No. Say, God, I'm sorry. Come before God. Do not even present your job. It's not a time for looking for a job. Don't say, Father, I need a job. Oh. No. This morning, God is saying, present yourself. Not with anything. Don't call with anything. Present yourself. Oh, for mothers. Don't present your children. You know, we are very quick to present in our children. Especially when we go for prayer meetings. Father, especially that child that is giving you stress. You say, Father, this morning, God is saying, leave that child alone. Present yourself. Amen. And what God is saying is, for a number of us that are so passionate about the war in Ukraine, just like me, I follow it, you know, and I, God is saying, this is not the time to go with the, follow the war of uh, Ukraine and Russia and say, Father, there must be peace. It is a time for you to sort your life out with God. Amen. It's a time for you to present yourself with God. And God will help us in the name of Jesus. So what happens when we give God thanks? Okay, talked about honor. Um, we are going to ask God to help us. So what also happens, the third thing, it says that um, those who 
sacrifice thanksgiving to me. I'm reading for some from the same scripture, Psalm 50, verse 23. This time it's a C version. Those who sacrifice offerings to me and prepare the way so that I will show him my salvation. God says that he wants to show us his salvation. God so loved us that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God wants to save his people. He wants to save us from the power of sin. He loves us so much that he, he doesn't want us to perish. The truth of the matter is that in the love of God, there are no ifs. God, there can be ifs for you to have a car. God can say, okay, if you do this, you won't have this. If you do this, you won't have this. But in the love of God, there are no ifs. Irrespective of who you are, irrespective of what you are, God's hand is, you know, stretched out, ready to receive you. He wants to give us his salvation. He does not intend that anyone should perish. Amen. He loves us unconditionally. But note that sal salvation does not only involve deliverance. It doesn't only involve deliverance from sin. It also means deliverance from shame and reproach. So anywhere the enemy have put shame in your front to say he's going to shame you, God is delivering you in the name of Jesus. You are saved in the name of Jesus. Salvation includes protection. Salvation includes victory. Salvation includes preservation and many more. So if you are here in this auditorium watching me or you are watching me online and you have not made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, why don't you give your life to Think about it. He loves you so much. Why don't you say, Lord Jesus, please, I want to just make this commitment. Come into my life as my Lord and Savior. And trust me, your life will never remain the same. So if you are sitting here or you are watching online, you want to make the Lord Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. Why don't you just pray this prayer after me and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the love that you have loved me. Thank you for sharing your blood on cross of Calvary, please forgive me of all my sins, accept me even as I come to you this day and thank you for accepting me and the Lord will bless you richly in Jesus name. So if you have just prayed that prayer, congratulations, you are a brand new man, your life will never remain the same in the name of Jesus, Jesus has written your name in the book of, in the book of life and you are going to make it to heaven in Jesus name. So for the rest of us, in case we are saying, you are just saying to yourself, um, in case you are saying to yourself this morning, why has God not even answered my prayers? Why are all my prayers just hanging around? If God is a good God, what about the things that I have lost? You may have lost a lot of things this morning. You have, may have lost a loved one, lost your job, whatsoever it is. Truth of the matter is that our experience is too small to judge a faithful God. It's too small to make God feel unfaithful. God is faithful. He has been tried and tested in ages and he has remained faithful. So not your experience will make him unfaithful. He's too faithful to fail you. The problem nowadays is that people are not taught that faith is only the things, you know, people are only taught these days that faith is only the things that you pray for that you get. People are no longer taught that faith is also when you don't get things. Because if you look at the, the, the fathers of faith in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says many of them did not receive their promise. 
but they were still counted as fathers of faith. So even if you do not receive your promise, even if you, you know, those challenges did not go, it doesn't mean that you are not a woman or a man of faith. You still remain a man and a woman of faith. So thank God for the miracles. Thank God for the things that he has done. Thank God for the miracles that he has given you. The miracle is not what you lost, but what you have left. That is the miracle. You may have lost so many things, but the miracle is the ones that are left, not the ones that are lost. So we want to thank God for those miracles. We want to thank God for another opportunity, even for, to give God thanks, to give God praise. As someone once said, a man once said, that the last digit of God's number, when you are calling God, is thanksgiving. So just assume your number is 080, whatever. Oh, why am I even going to Nigeria? 080. <laughs> Let's assume that 416823010 thanksgiving. That is the last number in when you are trying to reach God. This morning we are just going to pray. We are going to stand on our feet and just give God thanks. And I want to give you some split second. I want you to do your own thing. Please, can you just be on the keyboard? Do your, I want to give you a few minutes to do your own thing this morning. Just appreciate God. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Just take, thank the Lord for all the things he has done for you. Let's thank the Lord for the things that he has, that he's yet to do. Lord, I thank you for where I am right now. I thank you for where you have brought me from. Father, I say thank you. I look at where I am. I look at where you brought me from. I want to say thank you. I refuse to tie my gratitude this morning to the things that you have not done for me or the things you have done. So, Lord, I just want to say thank you. I give you thanks. Father, Lord, this morning, go ahead and give God thanks. Go ahead and give God praise. You have Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The word works. Throne of Grace. Transforming lives. Establishing His kingdom.